0: My friends, welcome to the Unblocked Podcast. I am your host, Jessica Smorrow. Thank you all for tuning in today. Let's start with a little bit of a check-in and some updates. First, what I want to know what is happening in your world. What's up for you? I want to do an Ask Me Anything episode, so let's play Dear Abby for those of you who are old enough to remember what that was. Maybe Dear Sugar is more contemporary for some of y'all. But I want you to send in your questions, and I'll answer them for you on a podcast episode. And when you send them in, in your submission, just let me know if you'd like to remain anonymous or if I can use your name. So you can email those to me at jessica at jessicasmarrow.com. I'll be sure to put my email in the show notes so you guys can reach out. And if you missed it, I recently did a webinar called F Yourself, the F standing for find yourself, obviously. In 30 minutes, I covered four C's to find yourself, and that short webinar is packed, with some potent insights, as well as some practical, actionable suggestions to help you get to know yourself a little bit better and to help you start taking action towards that. So if you want the replay, I will include a link in the show notes. Go get you some, y'all. Also, if you love what you're hearing on the podcast, one take a moment to rate, review, and subscribe. And two, if you love the podcast, you'd probably also love working with me. I still have a couple spots open in my one-on-one coaching program. I'll put a link in the show notes so you connect with me and see if we're a good fit to work together and get you unblocked. Okay. Now for the topic of the day, love messily. A couple things have happened in the past few weeks that have gotten me thinking about healthy relationships and love. One of those is my wedding anniversary was last week and the other was we had a house guest a couple weeks uh, before our anniversary actually. So I'm going to start with the house guest. He was here for maybe five days. So he really got a front row seat to our lives and the interactions between my husband and myself. And If you are new to the podcast or you don't know me that well, you might not know. I don't really do pretense. I don't put on airs or put on a show. I'm pretty open and transparent because I think honestly that's the path to my sanity. Uh, As one of my dear friends says, I got to tell the truth like my life depends on it. So all that to say... I like to be honest with myself. I like to be honest with the people around me. So as you can imagine, over the course of five days, there were things that happened where the hubs and I were maybe on different pages or one of us expected, hoped for, or wanted something from the other that the other didn't want to do or forgot or didn't realize or whatever. And those things got communicated out loud. We talked through things like where we were on different pages or I communicated my disappointment about something. And I honestly don't remember a lot of the specifics of any of those conversations because honestly while it was happening I didn't think anything of it. But when my husband was driving our friend to the airport when he was leaving Our friend commented on our interactions and that he had some thoughts, like at one point, like, oh my gosh, oh no, like they're gonna fight. And that means like something's gone wrong in the relationship, or maybe even it will end. But he noted that over the course of the five days, as we made comments, as we spoke our truth, as we had like sometimes kind of tense conversations, we shared our feelings and still remained in relationship and still remained loving and connected. And again, while I don't remember the details of what happened exactly, because for me, it was just a Tuesday conversation. <laughs> and that's what that looks like. I do remember one thing. <clears throat> Excuse me. I do remember one thing. I, I remember saying, I had a feeling, and that doesn't mean we have a problem. <laughs> I remember saying that to my husband. And, and I think this is super important to, to tune into. Feelings aren't facts. like They communicate something. They're, they get your attention, but it doesn't necessarily mean anything except I had a thought and it created a feeling. And then I had a vibration in my body of that feeling. <clears throat> and that it might sound like oversimplification and minimization as I say it like that, but but it's I don't intend to minimize or oversimplify. But let me just share an example of, I think this is when I said that, that thing, like I have a feeling, but it doesn't mean we have a problem. Uh, one of the things I do remember happening that week is that there was one evening that I thought we were all going to go hang out on the back porch after dinner. And so I went to change because it's a Thousand degrees still in South Texas here, and when I came out, uh, the hubs and the friend were like comfortably settled in, reclined on the couch, watching a TV show. And I said something like, "Oh, this is what we're doing." And I said it probably in that way, like, "Oh, this is what we're doing." And so then there was some judgment right in there, like. And so I just went in outside and sat by myself. And yes, was I a little disappointed? I love sitting outside in the summer. You know, you sit out in the back patio with the warmth, the sky, the stars, whatever. So I was a little disappointed and maybe even, I don't recall all the feelings, but I was probably like a little annoyed. But does that mean that my husband or our friend had done anything wrong? Does it mean that we have a problem in our relationship? No, it means I had a feeling. And it doesn't mean that my want, my desire, my expectation is more right than my husband's right In, and also it doesn't mean that our interaction looked like a rom-com movie or a Hallmark movie because because it looks a little messy because love looks messy sometimes right and here i'll quote our friend gk chester what, what was his name? G.K. Chesterton, I think is what it is. <laughs> I wanted to say Chesterfield for a minute, but I think it's G.K. Chesterton. Chesterton, Easy for me to say, you guys. Um, but he said, if a thing is worth doing, it's worth doing badly. And that includes love and relationships. I love that quote. If a thing is worth doing, it's worth doing badly badly because it's like a permission slip that, yeah, this is worth it. And you don't get it right the first time or the 715th time, honestly. Like if something is worth it, it's worth fumbling your way through it. So again, that includes love and relationships. Just because we aren't doing it well all the time doesn't mean that there's something wrong with us, with the other person or the relationship, or that it's not worth doing. It can be messy sometimes very messy. And that isn't necessarily a problem. Okay. So now let's talk about my anniversary. We got married on September 9th, which is nine, nine. And in numerology, nine represents a completion, a fulfillment, a wholeness. And not in the like Jerry Maguire, you complete me kind of way, but in honor of the wholeness, which includes the give and the receive the ebb and the flow The good and the bad, like a bringing together of it all. And because all of it is needed to experience just humanity, but also to experience like the totality or full expression of life and again, of being human. So on our anniversary, I shared a photo from our wedding where my hubby is holding me and spinning me around. And in the photo, we look quite blissful and happy. And we, and we were. And while I do love the, the euphoric highs, the bliss that comes in a relationship, one of my favorite things about marriage, to be quite honest, is having a safe place to practice love and to practice loving messily. I think it's an opportunity to practice loving him and myself, to practice giving and receiving love, even when, or especially when, I feel neither loving nor lovable. Because let's be honest, sometimes the most challenging part of love is being on the receiving end of it, especially if we don't believe that we are worthy or deserving of it. So what might that look like? when you don't think you deserve love, that might show up as trust and abandonment issues. Thoughts that creep in saying things like, there's no way your partner is gonna want to stay with you. Thoughts that say, of course they're going to leave you. So it takes a ton of courage to keep showing up in a relationship, to be vulnerable, to open your heart. And sometimes we fumble and flail. And sometimes we get snarky or we pull away and then we start making it about the other person. And sometimes we say things like, I don't have a problem. It's you that has a problem in this relationship. It's you that needs to change. And this is where it can get messy. When we're in it, we, when we are in our feelings, we can't see these dynamics playing out. We don't see our loved one as scared, hurt, and vulnerable when they say things like, it's you that needs to change, not me. We see them as attacking and wrong, maybe even mean. And then we look at that as evidence that maybe we should distance ourselves from this relationship. And and this, what I'm talking about here, like isn't specific to romantic partnerships, right? This happens in friendships with your siblings, with your parents, with your kids. And also I want to add this here that this, you're not expected to do this on your own. Like this is why we have therapists and life coaches. Like There are times when we need somebody on the outside who can see the dynamics that we can't see when we're in it. Just like the photo can't see the frame, we can't always see the whole picture when we're inside of it. And again, that doesn't mean that you've done anything wrong. It doesn't mean that there's anything broken with you or your friend, loved one, partner, or that their relationship is broken. It just means that you might need another tool or resource to support you in different seasons at different times. So I want to break this whole love messily thing down into some tangible tips that can help you try on this practice of love. So here goes, and in no particular order, Or maybe this first one might need to come first. I don't know. But first, I want to say, remember that you love each other. (laughs) And this might seem too obvious to even mention, but when we are in our feels, we can go into defensiveness and fear, and then we're on the attack, and we forget that the person or people that we are feuding with are people who we love, Often when I start a session with couples or with families, I usually will start with questions or prompts that are in the neighborhood of like, tell me what you appreciate about each other. Tell me how you fell in love. Tell me what you love most about this person or even right now, or even in the last 24 hours, something you appreciate or love about them. Because sometimes the reason we feel so intensely is because we love so fiercely so take a moment to remember like oh yeah I actually love this person and it might give you access to a thought or perspective that you didn't have access to before you didn't have access to when like you were in the pain the hurt the anger the disappointment the resentment or whatever And the other thing I would want I would offer up to you is allow imperfection while you're practicing loving messily allow imperfection and that means yours and theirs like they're going to say the wrong thing. Forget your birthday, breathe wrong. <laughs> and you're, and you're going to shut down and you're going to go to bed without saying goodnight. And so just this is an invitation to embrace your imperfections. Acknowledge them. Don't be defined by them. Be willing to own them and allow them. So what might this look like? It might be, it might be internal dialogue, right? Like it might be saying things like, My best friend didn't reach out to me on my birthday and I noticed myself wanting to make that mean she doesn't care about me and that she's a bad friend and that I should think about all the other times that she was a bad friend and consider cutting her out of my life. Or I can acknowledge that she's a human and humans are imperfect. So I could use my words and say, when you didn't reach out on my birthday, I made that mean I'm not important to you and I felt hurt but I also want to acknowledge that there might be another explanation other than this one that I'm offering up. So friend, can you tell me why you didn't reach out? And and it might go without saying, but I'm going to say it out loud anyway. What I just outlined requires buckets of vulnerability and courage to one, go within yourself and see what's really going on, to see what's really coming up for you. And two, to tell someone what's really going on and what's really coming up for you. That's like letting your insides be seen on the outside. And that can be really scary. So give yourself credit and acknowledge when you're being vulnerable and you're willing to dive deep and go inward and look at the scary stuff and say it out loud. And you have the opportunity to do the same for your loved ones. When someone comes to you and says, hey, when you did that thing, this is what it brought up for me. You might acknowledge and remember the vulnerability and courage that it took for them to share your insights with you. Maybe, perhaps, instead of going on the defensive and like receiving their words as like an attack or them telling you that you're wrong, you might just acknowledge, like, wow, I, I know that was probably really hard to communicate that to me. All right. And the other thing I want to talk about is hold expectations lightly. Like know that what you want, like, or know what you want, and be willing to communicate your requests or expectations, and be willing to allow the other person to have agency over who they are and what they choose to do. Like, I really, it's really important for us to know, like, to know and acknowledge our own needs and wants in a relationship, and to have healthy boundaries around those. And when we're practicing being in that place called love with our people, there's an opportunity to hold those expectations and requests and desires and preferences lightly. Because when we're in a relationship with other humans, they also have expectations. And if we can hold, if we can, if we can all hold that lightly, then it gives us a little space And in that space, we can hear from each other and see if there's another way of coming together that can honor the expectations or requests of both, rather than consistently not getting your needs or wants met, or even the inverse, that you consistently get your expectations met, but the other person never does. So holding expectations lightly is also one of the ways of receiving love. Holding lightly allows you to receive love in a way that doesn't come in the the shape, size, color, or package that you expected it to come in. But you might see that if if you're holding it lightly, it might give you enough space to see another person's way of showing, expressing, or demonstrating love. Holding expectations lightly leaves a little room for curiosity, openness, and connection. And then you want to just sprinkle on top of all of that a little forgiveness. And for a practical application of forgiveness, I'll give you the Ho'oponopono prayer, which is, I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you, I love you. Okay, so there are three parts to it. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, four parts. (laughs) There are four parts to the Ho'oponopono prayer. I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you, and I love you. And now this can be said to yourself or somebody else. And also this can be said like more in even just like a prayer format where you're not even saying it to the person's face, but it might just be like a silent prayer that you recite. And ultimately be willing to get it wrong. (laughs) Feel the feelings ranging from mildly uncomfortable to extremely terrible inside of a relationship and inside of love, and then be willing to rinse and repeat and try it all again. Sounds like a good time, right? (laughs) But some part of you knows it is because it's what allows you to access the feeling of love. And that does make it worth it. So, I want to give you an example of this. I recently saw a clip that was heart wrenching. Um, it was a news anchor who was doing a tribute to his dog who had recently died. And he shared memories and photos and the like tear at your insides sadness of going home and not being greeted by his tail wagging friend. But he closed the segment saying, if this hurt is the cost of the transaction for being on the receiving end of a mighty love, then I pay it with enormous gratitude. Even though I'm crying, I'm happy he was ours and that I'm so happy that we were his. Like, that's the gift of loving messily. So if it wasn't obvious already, the whole love thing doesn't always feel warm and fuzzy. It's gut-wrenching, a little nauseating, and sometimes seems like it would be easier to give up. But here's what I want to say. And if you are multitasking, I want you to stop and hear me. Pay attention. Get your notepad. Write this down. Hit record. This is what I want to say. You can swap out the relationships and the people but the lesson of learning how to give and receive love will follow you wherever you go. So ultimately you're just choosing who you want to be in the ring with. Like who do you want to fall on your face with? Who do you want to try and try and try again with? Who do you want to practice communication with ad nauseum? Who do you want to practice forgiveness with like annoyingly on repeat, right? Like you're, the lesson is going to be up for, for you. Like learning the skill of love is going to be up for you with whomever you crush paths with. You just get to decide who do you want to practice this thing called love with. Now, am I saying that I've figured any of this out or that I'm doing love, quote unquote, right? Like 1000% no. <laughs> I'm just saying I'm willing to do it messily. And in doing that, I get better at it. I learn from it. I grow from it. Also, I get it wrong a lot of times (laughs) and I try again, right? Sometimes I miss the mark and I show up in a way that I didn't mean to or intend to. And even though it makes me want to vomit in my mouth a little bit and it can feel really hard and scary and I don't want to do it, I apologize and try again. Okay. So if learning to love well and love messily is something that is up for you, reach out to me. Like This is the kind of thing that I help people with in my one-on-one coaching program. So don't push this off. You deserve the time, energy, effort, and financial investment to support yourself on your love journey. Until next time, my friends, stay open, stay free.